This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Good evening, everyone, from Miami, Florida. I hope everybody is doing super well. And I thank you for tuning in to this particular session. And it's called, hey, wait a minute, who's the judge around here? Or here come the judge, as in a.k.a. the real judge. Appropriate, especially before Rosh Hashanah time. Some of you may know that I ran a alternative yeshiva high school for about seven years. I had it for three years in Brooklyn, about four years down here in South Florida. And very interesting, it, I thought it was going to be a, a kind of a special needs-oriented program. It actually ended up being a Kirov program. And many of the students that I had, let's just say they may have set the world's record for visiting the most number of yeshivas and Jewish day schools in their educational careers, as in being 10, 15, I think the most was 18 different schools in a uh, six-year period. But it ended up being this Kirov-type program, and my students came from all over the world. I had this program going back about, oh... 25 years ago, so there were very few options for kids who were sort of falling through the cracks. And, you know, there's a famous expression that says if they don't learn the way we teach, well, then we need to teach them the way they learn, which means that famous expression teach the child according to his way, Darko. Not Darkeno, our way, but his way. So unfortunately, many people in the wide world of education forget this maximum, this, what I consider to be the backbone advice of the Torah instructing us how, as educators, as teachers, as adults, we need to be with our kids and our students. It has to be Alpi Darko, according to his or her way. And notice it says, not Darchem, not Darchem, not their ways, but Darko, his way. In other words, the individual child's way. We don't lump them all together. So everyone is really viewed as an individual and unfortunately, in most schools, we tend to teach toward this sort of gray area in the middle. And that leaves off the ones that are on the fringes, whether it's kids who are kind of advanced and they're turned off and they're bored, or it's kids who perhaps don't have the zitzflesh, don't have the, can't sit still for long enough. And maybe our lessons are just plain old boring. Maybe we're using boring techniques that don't really work. So whose fault is is it that the learning is not occurring? 
It's not the child's fault. It's not the student's fault. It's our fault. And schools, unfortunately, they tend to want to take in the quote-unquote the good kids. And I use that in quotes because all our kids are good. And we've unfortunately given them labels. And it's sort of this this thing that's known as the self-fulfilling prophecy. But anyhow, I don't want to get too sidetracked here because we just recently... Last week, in fact, in Parshas Kisavo, we read about what's known as the Tochacha, the section known as the rebukes, or even scarier, known as the curses. And I have the schus, the great privilege and honor and responsibility to lane every Shabbos and Yom Tov at my shul. It's Beis Menachem, it's the big Chabad shul here in North Miami Beach. And... So, you know, I have to be on my A-game, as they say, and bring my uh, best version of the Torah laning there. And one thing always intrigued me is this amazing story of the Alta Rebbe who founded the Chabad movement and the Mitla Rebbe. Now, the Mitla Rebbe was the Alta Rebbe's grandson, and he, uh, he... One time, he heard somebody else, the Mitla Rebbe heard somebody else read this Parsha, Kisavo, the Tochacha. And because he used to hear it from the Alta Rebbe. And for years. And now he hears it from somebody else took over the laning, reads the Torah. The Mitla Rebbe basically fainted. He became so sick that it was a question as to whether he would have the kayach, the strength, to fast on Yom Kippur. So can you imagine, you're talking, that's like, uh, you know, two and a half, three weeks, between two and three weeks from the time you hear Kisavo to Yom Kippur. But that's how sick he became after hearing this Parsha. So obviously the question is, what do you mean? He never heard the Parsha before? Of course he heard the Parsha. Just that when he heard it from his grandfather, the Alta Rebbe, so he later on explained that when his, when the Alta Rebbe read Kisaba, when he laid the Torah, he didn't hear curses. He didn't hear these quote-unquote rebukes. Somehow he heard only brachas. He heard blessings. So it's a remarkable story. Um, it's a difficult one for us to understand. And I've spoken to a lot of people and I've read things about it and I've heard different rabbis try, try to explain it. It's still difficult for me because I have the responsibility to read this for my shul. It's Bracha Hashem, a very large shul, several hundred families. And... So I'm always thinking to myself, how can I lane the Torah also in a way that it's only brachas? Well, some people say because it's from such a high source that the only way it can express itself in this world is in that it has to express itself in this way. It's like too high in a way, too, too good for this world. Well, I don't know. I have a difficult time with that one. Um, other people say, no, each pasik you could read it a little differently, translate it a little differently. You could read, for example, as other places in the Torah, where you read lo, lamed aleph, like it's lo, lamed vav. 
So there's, you know, shtiklach that you can do to make each pasik sound uh, positive. But there's quite a lot of psukim. I believe there's 94 psukim that just deal with this kornukotochacha. So what I wanted to really address today was this idea of hocheach tochiach es anisacha. This idea of double rebuking your friend, right? Or you're rebuking other people. So it always kind of bugged me in a way that this double expression, hocheach tochiach, the English translates it as you shall surely rebuke. So do we really need the Torah to remind us to rebuke others? Is that really human nature that we tend not to do that? I don't know about you, but I find that people are very often very quick to judge others and to give them the old what for, as they say, to kind of put them in their place, to rebuke them. And especially if it's sort of a teacher-student thing, I think it's very easy to get hung up in this role of, oh, I need to rebuke you, I need to rebuke your behavior, I need to put you in your spot, and you know this is the only way you're going to learn, etc., etc. But there's a lot of problems with that. First of all, does it really work? I know most people, when you get put in your place, you get told what to do, somebody else comes along and doesn't like what you've done and lets you know it, you are not it. It's a tricky situation. Very often you're not it. Very often, or you might say, oh, thank you very much. And then as you're driving home or you're thinking later in the evening, ah, that son of a gun, who the heck is he to tell me what to do? He's the one with the problem. You know, he's telling me he should have told so-and-so. You know, we get into all these different um, ways to to justify it. But, you know, it's sort of like the old thing, you tell somebody what to do and very often you end up doing the opposite. And so... First question is, does it really work? This idea of you shall surely rebuke, double rebuke. So that always bugged me in the Torah. Why does Hashem put in the Torah that we should, you know, we need this reminder to really get out there and rebuke someone? And so when I was laying in the Parsha of Chay Sarah, so I got a bit of an answer here which is pretty exciting. So it's very interesting that when um, when Avraham is sending out his, uh, his servant, Eliezer, and to go find a wife for his son, Yitzchak. So Avraham gives him specific instructions, right? And he says in the Pasuk, you can look it up yourself. It's Perakhov Dalid and Pasak Yudalid. And Avram says to Eliezer, he says, Eliezer, he says, Vahoya na'ara asher omar eleha hatinach adech vashtev amrasha seigam gulacha ashke osoha chachta labdechal yitzchak. And, um, so I'm sorry, this was, um, this was Ever Abraham who said this, right? And he's talking to Hashem. And he says, he gives these like conditions. If she gives me um, what to drink, and then she says, yeah, also let me give water for your camels. 
So then I know this is the the lady you've you've set aside for Yitzchak. But the pasuk has a very interesting word. It says Osa Hochachta La'avdecha Yitzchak, and this is the one Hochachta La'avdecha Yitzchak. So when you first read it, you think, okay, this is one that you've established, you've set aside for your servant Yitzhak, and then I will know um, that you've done kindness with with my master, with Avraham. So Rashi explains it. This is the one Rashi first says, She's a kind woman, so she's worthy of entering into the house of Avraham and become the wife of Yitzchak. But now Rashi drops the bomb and he says, This expression of what we often translate as this idea of setting one straight, of you know telling somebody what to do, and this sort of holier-than-thou attitude, Rashi said, Lashon Hochachas Bereras, means to choose. So this is the one that you've chosen. Okay? Good. So he says that. So that's interesting. I was thinking, wow, that's kind of exciting to hear. And then when he repeats the whole Misa, right, to Rivka's family, he repeats the whole story. Well, I went. Avram sent me, and this is what this is who my my master Avram is, and who Sarah is, and 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 I said to my I said to Hashem, if I go to the well, and she gives me water, and she says, I'll feed your, also give water for your camels. So he repeats the whole story, and this is still in Parak Chavdalas. So just a few psukim later, now we're in Pasuk Mendalim. And he's, so he's telling over the story, and, and she'll say to me, you should drink, and also draw water for your camels. This is the woman, that you, have, again, this word, that Hashem has sort of set aside for the son of my master, Avraham. So, again, this is the same lesson of Hochiach, this idea of rebuking. Rashi says over here, Berar, to choose, Vahodia, and to make known. Okay? Vechain kol hochacha shebemikra. And so to every expression of this idea of, of tochacha, what we think of as rebuke, is the idea of barar davar, to make clear the matter, to choose properly, to examine the situation and as preschool teachers love to say to make good choices i hear that a lot at the school that i work at are you making good choices but this is what rashi is telling us this is what means help people help your friends to make good choices it doesn't mean you give them a slap in the face and i I don't mean that physically but to give them a slap in the face even psychologically or or emotionally, um, like what's wrong with you? What's your problem? Why are you doing this? And so I mention this because, as I started to say in the beginning, I'm going to connect this now. When I had my alternative yeshiva high school, and I remember there was a couple of students. They would be out partying all night long, 
and they would come in to school in the morning. Sometimes I would have to pick up most of my students. Get a, I have a, had a van. I picked them up. Some of them I would have to go into the house and wake them up, drag them out of bed, and bring them to yeshiva. And they'd, I, they'd put out the fill-in. And then sometimes some of them would put their heads down on the desk and would sleep three, four hours. And I would whisper in their ear, Moshe, it's lunchtime where I'm taking the crew out to eat. Would you like to get up? No response. And we'd all go out to eat and come back an hour later, and they'd be out for the count. So, you know, I was trying to see what can I do to reach them. And, you know, I figured, well, sometimes your colleagues or your peers are the ones to really get through not necessarily sometimes it's hard for us as parents or as teachers to reach these students and so i once to one student uh, you know a friend of this these two kids who would just i said kids they were between one was 16 one was 17 who had their heads down on the desk you know they were partying drinking you know god knows what else and so their friend we used to get upset and would tell them, you know, you're killing yourself. What's your problem? What's wrong with you here? You got a chance in this school. My school was non-graded. It was to get them their GED, their high school diploma, equivalency diploma. And the Hebrew subjects was to learn for the sake of learning. There was no pressure at all in my classes. And, and so, but nothing worked. Like this notion of which then you know, he thought, okay, I'm his friend. I'm going to just rebuke him. I'm going to put him in his spot. I'm going to tell him what to do. Didn't work. So I took the kid aside and I said to him, you know what? Maybe try a different way. Maybe actually sit with him, write down on a piece of paper what's good about him taking drugs now, what's good about him selling drugs now, what's working, and what are the negative things. And see if maybe he, he, he'll be in a position to choose the right derech, or to be in a better position. And you know that technique uh, was much more successful than the first one. The first one, when it's sort of done emotionally, when it's done hot-headed, and it's, you know, it's, the kid is going through a rough time, so why are these people getting all freaked out and getting all upset and taking it personally? It's not happening to them. But the the kid doesn't feel like it's done in a way of, of darcha shalom or you know ba'ava with love. So even though we think we we want to do what's right for them, but sometimes that manner is that old-fashioned way that, that's translated. In my opinion, it's not translated properly. where most of the English chumashim uh, translated as "you shall surely rebuke." Rashi is telling us based on his. Commentaries in Chai Sarah. He doesn't have to repeat himself in Kisavo, right? So I already told you what Hochech means. It means Vechen Kol Hochacha This is Rashi. Borrow Davar to make clear the matter. Bira Vehodia to make known, to inform us ourselves and the individual that's going through this to help this person to make a good choice. So as we approach Rosh Hashanah, I just want to say, Hashem is the judge. We, we have to stop judging others and by how they look and what they do and how what their clothes are like, what their hair is like. It's time we got out of that negative framework.
and let Hashem judge. Hashem looks into the hearts of people. That's not our business. And if we think we need to rebuke someone, Rashi is telling us, no, get the word rebuke out of your head. Help the person to make good choices. And so hopefully we all make good choices and everyone should have a sweet, happy, awesome, successful, wonderful Shana